Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? At number 96, it's the sequel to the film that everyone talked about but nobody watched, The Human Centipede Second Sequence. Well, that's the fun thing about this one. Like, uh, only of the four people involved in this podcast, I think on Mark, did you watch the first one? Yes, I saw it in the theater. Okay, then. Oh, dang. Then (laughs) two of the four people never saw the first one. (laughs) I haven't seen the third one. Oh, well, I I had never seen a single Human Centipede film until last night. Me, same, but three nights, two nights ago, three nights ago, something like that. Um, hi, we, we're keeping our names somewhat biblical. It's always somewhat biblical mm. around here because it's Matt. It's Mark. Oh, fuck you, Mark. And it's Andrew, <laughs> who who did not write. A, he was too lazy to write a book, a book of truth, but of good news. But uh, he's probably in the Mormon, the Book of Mormon, or something. Oh, right? he's probably in like the Dead Sea Scrolls or whatever. But then it said something the Catholics didn't like, so they destroyed it. Ironically, you are the one writing a book. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, I'm always writing a book. They just never go anywhere. No. Yeah, just like I'm always making an album. <laughs> anal bum. <laughs> yes, anal bum. <laughs> so very so, relevant here. When I was planning out the podcast, uh, Andrew, you, you basically, I, I called it you it, but we, we decided you're basically this, this podcast bottom bitch, right? <laughs> well, a lot of the bottom movies are ones that I own in my library. I've got, yes. like, all, he, he sent me the picture of, of all three on, on Blu-ray in a set called The Complete Sequence. It was The Complete Sequence, right? Oh, does that mean you've seen the color the version one. of this film? Yes. <laughs> I... Is the color version better because it felt like the black and white was like filtered wrong? I mean, like I kind of wished I kind of wished I'd seen the color version after I found out it existed after watching most of it. Yeah, if you have it's Scream Factory uh, did a three Blu-ray set of of the Human Centipede, uh, you know, full sequence or whatever it's called, and so um, the disc for Human Centipede two. Um, had includes a color version, but it is the 88 minute cut. Mm. So it's a little shorter. It's just things that you know how they do. They just shave a little bit of time off of certain shots. So they're so does that mean there's no own. version that exists which contains every shot and is in color? I mean, there must be, but like it's not publicly available, I guess. I guess, but I, I wow. really, it's like I don't think it Zach really Snyder's is human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I even... saw a 97 minute version is that the long one that's the it, regular I could have I could have dealt with 88 minutes that would have been fine yeah that's, I don't, that's what I, I mean it's I just watched. you know instead of him giving like 9,000 thrusts on the back of the human centipede yeah. he would give you know like 75 thr- I don't know I forgot well, that even I, happened until you told me. That's that's, that's trauma memory stuff, right? <laughs> I personally like the first one better because it does less. Uh, it does more. Uh, it leaves more to your imagination. It doesn't spend as much time on the centipede. Having not seen um, the first one, I kind of... I like the way the first one is used in this film because The Human Centipede is a film that everyone has talked about, but not that many people actually watched. I so think... this this stream this film treats it like the film from the ring. Like yeah. this in this film's universe, like the human centipede could be a fictional film they made up for this film. But this is the thing. The human centipede one was sort of like a Frankenstein not a Frankenstein movie, like a young a Frankenstein movie. movie. It's a mad yeah, scientist so, yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I well, actually uh... kind of enjoyed it and I didn't really enjoy this one very much. Can one of you two confirm the scenes in this film where he's watching the first film, those are legit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very different tonally then. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's sort of the problem I have with this film is that the first film was kind of fun and this mm. film is like, you know what's... Yeah, but fun isn't real. Real is suffering. 
<laughs> and See, I don't really I, like suffering very I, much. I don't know how disturbing. Maybe it's how disturbing my mind is. I, I, I as I said, I, I didn't watch it last night or just now. I watched it three nights ago. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is like an absurdist comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is I, very silly, yeah. um, but not like uh, there's something missing. Well, the part of the thing of the first movie is that the doctor in the first movie, like, kind of vamps a lot and says. Ah, look at my beautiful centipede, my plant. You know, that makes it more palatable. This is literally a mute man. But also, yells. this film, you're saying this film's missing something. It's missing, like, any human character because none of the victims mm -hmm. get to be characters. Like, say, he's, just, he's a mute it's, guy. <laughs> all the victims, it's like the worst, of, the worst impulses of Stephen King, which is his persecution complex. Like this is just everyone is a bully, and then they're a centipede, and then they're dead. Well, I That's think that if this film has anything interesting about it, is that it does represent like the sublimation of anger and like the cycle of violence. Everyone in this mm. film is enacting their violence on the wrong person, not the person they're actually angry at. Yeah, um, and that's. Uh, and I'm then definitely... from that, there's like an interesting. It kind of comments on the value of this kind of film, right? Which is. This is a way to experience the violence that you crave without actually enacting violence on real people. Like that's one of the values of horrible films that don't seem like they have value. Um, but that's all theoretically. I don't think this film does any of that well. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, you 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 have more experience with all the centipedes, including some journalism, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well. I the first human centipede I got as a screener when I was a, a blogger back in the day and um it was a big hit it was a midnight movie hit it deserved to be I saw it when it was in its theatrical release at midnight and it was brilliant um it really is a great mad scientist film up there with like reanimator and you know the fly and whatever whatever have you um the second one I also got a copy of, but I had the good fortune of seeing a midnight show of it at a horror convention. Mark, mm. were you at the Days of the Dead where we watched it with Lawrence Harvey? I don't think I was at that Days of the Dead. Um, I've mostly only been to those when I got in free, which was only the first few. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. So we got to watch this Human Centipede two at midnight with a bunch of with a bunch of a crowd of fans. And a very drunk Lawrence R. Harvey, who looked even more like a frog than he does in the movie. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they, they took it for the uh, absurdist comedy that it is. But it's also a pretty brilliant way um, to make a sequel. And uh, mm. Tom Six, the director, um, basically this came from his experiences seeing the movie with crowds because people were like what are you going to do for the sequel and you know as more he came in contact with horror fans and fans of the movie including number of fans who said hey we like that human sent people why didn't he have sex with it <laughs> he was like are you, what? <laughs> so um i did become pen pals with his sister who is a producer on this human centipede movies and she told me i never actually got to communicate with tom six but his sister told me that the human centipede is born from their long-standing tradition of brother and sister at holiday gatherings when they just try to think of the grossest things to gross each other out and keep mm. trying to one one up each other the whole time just to pass the time and so that's kind of where it all comes from but uh yeah part two came from uh you know just him being really disturbed at how seriously he was like god what if a what if a fan really was to try and, you know, what if a fan got obsessed with the movie? What would that be like? Mm. And to me, that's a brilliant sequel idea. Human Centipede 3 circles back around to the cinematic uh, sort of uh, schlock quality of part one, but includes the absolute violent, disturbing depravity of part two. So you've got the worst of both worlds, including a, because Bill, um, Dieter Laser comes back, who's of course now uh, dead in real life, unfortunately. But he comes back as a character called Bill Boss. So three is a one is a mad scientist movie. Two is like a uh, I don't know, like Tetsuo or Eraserhead, like a you know, and like an almost avant-garde comedy. And then three is a prison 
<laughs> experiment movie. You know, like I the one of the most... We are getting to three on this list, right, Matt? We are. I'm sitting here looking at when it is because it's pretty it's high on the list. Yeah, God help you when you get to Human Centipede 3. It is I... the... I, I've rewatched one and two a lot, but three, I haven't had the guts to revisit. It really is... Yucky. That'll be our happy Many new people. Year, happy new year 2026 will be the human mm. centipede uh oh coming between Ray. it's a wonderful life and <laughs> life is beautiful. I mean saying okay. coming between in this context is like yeah. <laughs> shitting I between put, I will put off watching human centipede 3 for as long as absolutely possible. <laughs> I great. I was hoping I could put off watching any human centipedes for the rest of my life. <laughs> But one, right. apparently one of you two talked Matt into this idea of shifting gears on our podcast. I would have happily kept doing the sci-fi one and just be watching Planet of the Apes right now. But no, <laughs> no, he's oh, through... so much more entertaining though. What he, what Matt is doing is giving um, me the opportunity to talk about a lot of my favorite stuff, which just happens to be a lot of the movies people think are the worst ever made. But <laughs> I love them. I genuinely, I'm I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to champion them, if nothing else. So. Let me uh, let me quickly do the summary if if someone like wants to listen to us mm. talk about it and maybe not watch the movie <laughs> but okay uh, I, I, I quickly there are those to, people i do have to talk about last week when i was on zoom with my dad and i was like yeah i gotta watch human Seventy Two this week for, you know for a podcast he's like well don't tell anyone you watched him like well, it's gonna be a podcast it's gonna be public <laughs> he's like well don't tell anyone you're related to you watched it for <laughs> <laughs> what it's like Dungeons and Dragons, like you do it and you're satanic. Like, no, yeah. you're not allowed to touch it. Yeah. So, well, especially just... in the Britain, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. Here's mm-hmm. a story for you Martin is an emotionally disturbed man who works in a London parking garage and is obsessed with the film The Human Centipede. In fact, he'd like to make a 12 person version. His home life is awful as his father is in prison for sexually abusing him and his mother hates him for it. Martin sees about renting a warehouse for his centipede project and makes a down payment by murdering the landlord. He then goes about bludgeoning people in his parking garage with his crowbar and storing them in the warehouse. To make the whole thing authentic, he invites Ashlyn Yenny from the first film under the false pretenses of auditioning for a Quentin Tarantino movie. Meanwhile, Martin's mother decides a murder-suicide is the answer to all their problems, but she just ends up getting bitten in the face by Martin's pet centipede and receiving a new hole through her head, courtesy of Martin's crowbar. Time to make the centipede. Turns out Martin has no idea what he's doing, using hardware tools, staples, and duct tape to commence with the surgery. Two of his victims seem to die in the process, and Martin only gets a 10-person centipede. Even chili and laxative injections can't get the thing to feed correctly, resulting in an ESS, which is the medical acronym for an exploding shit situation. Turns out pregnant Rachel is not quite dead. She escapes, gives birth in a taxi, after which they are gorily vehicular homicided by the pursuing Martin. Back at the warehouse, the centipede is split into two parts. The whole thing's a wash, so Martin shoots them all. In our final shot, Martin is back in the parking garage watching the first movie. Considering the full sequence of events was kind of absurdly stupid, it may be best to assume it was all a daydream. Or a night dream. I guess he works at night. Those types usually do. I worked with several. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it 100% is a daydream um, because this guy's terrible at bondage. Those victims had like a little bit of tape over their mouth and wrists and somehow stayed in that position that whole time, they very easily could have escaped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I don't see this guy convincing anybody that they're going to audition for a Quentin Tarantino movie, possibly even... We never him. hear him speak, so maybe he's actually got these luscious, dulcet tones. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I, I was hoping there was going to be a gag at the end where we'd finally would hear him speak, and he'd be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> They I use chat GPT. Mr. Tarantino. <laughs> so um I get I guess the, the frogman Lawrence Harvey is is that the only actor we have to well I guess we can talk about the lady from the first one if we wanted, but she's only really on screen for a minute as a 
fun no one's a functioning person so what, what am i even saying <laughs> his, his mom is a his mom's a character the mom's uh, quite a big character oh yeah yeah that's good there point. was a okay. b plot in this movie it would be the this relationship yeah. with he and his mother yeah what, and there's the, the alan moore yeah. looking psychiatrist as well <laughs> yeah and the the that's guy upstairs right. He does look like Alan Moore a lot. <laughs> no, I, genu- I genuinely was curious I, if that was like Alan Moore. Alan in Moore. Cameo, I could imagine him doing it. I thought it was a resurrected Karl Marx, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> equally likely. Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, the human centipede, that's what Marxists want, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to turn uh, grandma into a human centipede. <laughs> so the future liberals want. Yep. So weirdly, I have actually worked with Lawrence Harvey. Um, oh, cool! Technically, I yeah. scored I scored a film that he did a voice for a cat. Called, nice. Called BFF Whoa. Girls. I didn't. I don't think I met him, but I might have. I know it's like film festival shit all runs together, so I might have met him once, which sounds weird, and I probably didn't. But he also worked with a lot of friends of mine, and I think Andrew, you know most of them. Yeah. Uh, on Frankenstein created bikers which he acted in with speaking and everything. Yeah. They must've hit it off at that screening. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Apparently he, uh, stayed drunk anyway. He, made drunk he was very his... friendly, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're only what, like seven, eight episodes in this podcast or whatever. I didn't count. And, and we, I, we've already out creeped Peter Laurie and M, which, I don't think yeah. we thought was going to happen. I, I actually, I <laughs> this film reminded me a lot of M, perhaps because the black and white and the fact that the main protagonist is, you know, the monster. <laughs> and no one else is really a character in the film. Um, but we talked in M, right, about how that film comes dangerously close to being something horrible, but avoids it. This is the film that happens if you don't take those steps to avoid it. Yeah, this is the film that everyone wanted to see who was like, why don't you show any of the child killing? This is their <laughs> film. That's the yeah. only difference between Fritz Lang and Tom Six. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and also, the uh, the original Human Centipede, if you go up and watch, it takes a long time to get to the Human Centipede. And you have to really be into Dieter Laser's acting, mm. uh, which I am, and that's the I... reason to see Human Centipede. He's brilliant. Um, one of my favorite this side of Udo Kier in terms of that, but it, it, there's not as much human centipede as, you know, I would have wanted. And matter of fact, the first time I saw it, I, mm, I was a little like, oh, come on. You know what I mean? Like I really wanted more human centipede. I later learned to appreciate it and I love it, but um, human centipede too. I think know, that's often drink. the case when you go right. back to the first film in like a big horror franchise, right? This is like when I finally I learned... watched the first ring, you only see Sadako like once. That's true. That's, That's I true. learned to appreciate that from specifically the first Transformers movie. I was like, there's only five Transformers in it. And then the oh. second Transformers movie had like 35 Transformers in it. And I was like, I Luke don't cry. know who anyone yeah. is anymore. <laughs> you just lost me, Mark. Um, every time <laughs> okay. there's a human on screen, I'm angry. Okay, so, <laughs> me too. so <laughs> shut up, show me robots. <laughs> okay, but seriously, about the racist ones, especially. <laughs> I, I do really... kind of understand the point of having a tighter robot cast, but focusing. That's the thing. On... Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I didn't want the Transformers to not be on screen, but like less of them. I think Transformers Four had a smaller cast than Two and Three. Yeah, and that's um, that's of one of the that reasons Beast Wars was accidentally so good because it was a CG animation. They couldn't afford to have many characters, <laughs> so they had yeah. to do writing instead. Ooh. That makes sense. <laughs> So often um, the case. Do we want to talk just a moment about uh, the mother? And uh, well, I guess I could have the name of someone. Maybe someone who knows the name. Maybe let's not bring up her name because the main thing I'm going to say is that she can't act. <laughs> <laughs> well, she acts bummed out, right? Because like the the cinematography is pretty good, and I was I was watching it thinking like, oh, is this going to be like a secret good film, and it's only on this list because it's horrible. And then characters start talking. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. That's why this is considered a bad film. <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys wouldn't get a job on soap operas in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, not for nothing, but it must have been hard. I mean, um, Human Centipede was a hit, and so it doesn't surprise me that he was able to get more people to be in the Centipede, mm. you know, because he had some reputation as a, as a director and as a director of a hit horror movie. But in terms of, like, yeah, <laughs> other roles and stuff, I don't imagine Human Centipede 2, people were jumping at the speaking parts. You know what I mean? So, so the mother Hope was the in a series called <laughs> Harry Potter and the School of Hell? <laughs> what is that real <laughs> i hope so um uh, i'm finding no information it's belgian okay oh uh, it, was, it was one of those movies made by a waffle i mm. believe so um i do blue not waffle. yes a blue waffle. do we both just blue. make that joke man <laughs> I said blue awful after I heard you say it. It was a delay caused by the. I'm sorry. What? Explain this. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> People can Google it if they really need to know what it is. If they think the human centipede two wasn't a horrible enough experience. <laughs> uh, okay, at least it wasn't. At least you couldn't see the blue. Mm. Yeah, I would say, Mark, to go back to the question you asked at the top of the show, uh, was it better? My answer is um, black and white tends to be more kind to, um, let's say, cheap special effects mm. and, uh, mm. uh, and and all manner of other things. And so sometimes if I'm watching a movie that I just don't like the look of it or I think the effects are kind of shoddy, you know, some of Wojnarowski's, you know, uh, shot on video work, things like that, um, I'll turn like a, <sighs> I'll turn the color down. And suddenly it'll just be like watching an old cheap B movie and then you're in. And so a lot of the effects, particularly the fake butts that they put on everybody um, in order to make these appliances and whatnot, those don't look that great in color. Uh, they often okay. don't even attempt to match the tone of skin, <laughs> you know, for example. I mean, I usually do prefer black and white. Like I've watched a couple of things that were available in black and white, like the the fury road black and white i watched oh, yeah. once um yeah you know but it just felt to me like the conversion was weird yeah like, i mean you can at tell one when point it was raining and it looked like the rain was black yeah. no there's a big difference weird. between something like sin city that were deliberately yeah. you know colored and and textured to to be a black and white presentation and movies that were then converted which tom six did because it was uh you know all the, the amount of gore because they made him yeah well, ne next week on this podcast is Citizen Kane, where I, I am going to say, because we've already recorded, that every you know shot in that movie looks like a nice art photo, right? Whereas mm. everything, this is kind of the opposite. <laughs> uh, not enough that poop in true. Citizen Kane, though. Unless you you notice that this movie does have the poop oh. is in color. That's a tribute to Schindler's List. <laughs> oh. Well, they made, uh, they made Orson Welles cut a lot of the poop before they let him put it out. It was like... It was just like Charles Foster Kane just shitting in an elevator for about five minutes. Yeah, um, what we what might have been. I I just I was just looking at the wiki, so I must have read this somewhere Olson else. Smells. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, I read this on the IMDb, but so I I forget what the concoction was, but on set it was some mixture of like mole sauce and chocolate and stuff, and it was apparently delicious. And the extras yeah, yeah, were snacking very, on it, very close to what we used um, in our film Hero Cookie, or not Hero Cookie. I'm sorry, our film to Kill the Movie, which turns twenty this year. Um, we have a, a character be uh, choked to death on their own uh, diarrhea. And so um, apparently there was a miscommunication with the effects and uh, nobody made the fake diarrhea. And so we had to make some in the kitchen and the ingredients for that Tom Six used, very similar to what we did. We um, had chocolate milk, chocolate syrup, and crumbled up um, chips ahoy. Hmm. So Sounds delicious. I, that does help watching the final scenes in this movie, the last 30 minutes hey. when you're like, well, it's at least it, it's delicious. <laughs> I it to me it was like the gore didn't bother me as much as the people screaming. I like at well, some bothered point, him too, didn't it? Yeah, I I this it just reminds me of a period of horror Girl, where I was sort of uh, checked out a little bit because God. Yeah. Sorry, I've been playing the same level of Splatoon for like the past six hours. <laughs> and I just <laughs> finished it. <laughs> Jeez. 
That's like the, the victory. They still have that that um that system where you have to pay to try levels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, you make oh, enough points crazy. doing you make enough points doing the level to pay for it over and over. So it doesn't actually. I've actually I, made like eight thousand points profit from failing this level so many times. I understand that, but in but in the back of my brain, I'm like. I can't afford this. I can't afford doing this anymore. I was just happy for the uh, second where I thought Luke got that excited about eating fake shit. I did too. One of my um, my mother's uncle saw does that have make him like my great uncle. His party trick was he would mix some like chocolate cake and brandy in a child's potty. All right, and then, like walk into the room eating it to like freak people out. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, they have the curry places, right? Where it's like you're eating out of a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What can can we go there next time in Japan? Uh, I guess. Well, I think they're in China. They're, they're probably one in Japan oh. somewhere. No, here's a question that, that sounds this, so Japanese. What we're, we're talking about shit. Um, just just to clear up some. This is a complete tangent, but uh, I know okay. Andrew and Mark. You guys have been on Pirates of the Caribbean: The Ride. Yeah. No, I have not. Oh my god, I, you haven't. Okay. Do they have elaborate um, pilots that shit now? No, I just want okay. I'll just ask this <laughs> to Andrew. Then does the Amber dirty... Heard come along, and the captain has a contentious relationship with her? I'm, I'm asking about the dirty foot pirate. He's been there since the late '60s, well, early yes. '70s in Disney World. Is does, is that mud or shit on his foot? Um. Well, uh, now that you mention it, I, <laughs> I didn't think a lot of it, but uh, why don't we go for shit? Okay, great. Okay, that tangent complete. No. <laughs> but it has to be in black and white. You're because... more likely to get shit on your foot on a pirate ship than you are mud, to be well, fair. I think, I think Especially the, if you're the on the poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what if there was a human centipede pirate film? That would be great. <laughs> oh, okay, here's something I did like. It is horrible, it is horrible, but um, I mean, everything in this movie is kind of horrible. Um, I, the, This movie did have some, like, you know, class A fart sounds on the soundtrack mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever that was the one time when the ass the staples break loose from the ass and the shit hits the camera lens the chocolate that was pretty good or chocolate yeah <laughs> that was pretty funny don't forget it's delicious yeah, there's <laughs> and a delicious whole, there's a whole bonus feature on the blu-ray um, um that shows the foley work that was how it was done and it's mainly a, a big slab of meat being stabbed <laughs> <laughs> microphone being close to it and it just you know <laughs> poor guy so, so can we punch logic holes for fun oh first i'm, I'm just going to say i the, the one scene that i did just horror love was mother getting killed was just a fantastic horror movie mm -hmm. murder scene because yeah. we got the centipede in the face first, which is funny as yeah. shit. And, and, then, and then she gets a hole in her head with the crowbar, which leads me to note that um, he's, I mean, he's beating his people to death before he can centipede them. Yeah, there's yeah, no the, way they all survived yeah. a crowbar to the head. No, the, the human centipede two drinking game is drink every time uh, Martin uses a crowbar. <laughs> I was kind of making sure not to ingest anything while watching this. <laughs> oh, I ended up... Um... I ended up eating eventually during it. No, I deliberately watched this after I was done with my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you eat, Mark? Um, I ate some of this trail mix that has like unhealthy cranberry chocolate. Oh, ocean things. spray makes it. It must be healthy. Yes, that, I feel great. I feel like garbage, but <laughs> yeah, you're meant to drink oceans, right? They're good for you. Yeah. Yes. All that salt. Everyone says. You get your sodium. <laughs> water, water everywhere. Now we can have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I I did also like that. I, I actually, this is the only time I rewound the movie a little bit just to make sure. And I needed to get the number that the first dialogue in this movie is just fuck five times. So yes. <laughs> that, that's, that's class. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me get into my uh, whatever Mark's neurotic corner. Go um, I kind of hate meta movies, and I kind of hate that this makes the first human centipede movie non-canon. <laughs> this is sort of like a new nightmare. I, I'm pretty sure everyone here likes New Nightmare. Um, it kind of bummed me out that New Nightmare made Freddy not real. I've seen the first Freddy movie and Freddy versus Jason, so <laughs> that's my extent of Nightmare on Elm Street knowledge. Oh well, yeah, New, so I New guess Nightmare I... would still make Freddy versus Jason non-canon. I think. 
So the first one is just a movie. The second one is this daydream. So the the unfortunate can see is there are no actual human centipedes. There are no human centipedes until we'll find out in 2026 if there are human centipedes. But something (laughs) tells me that that how long, 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 long centipede is probably even harder to pull off than the 12, 12. I mean, I'll bring this up again in 2026, but they should have called the last one the human millipede. That's that would make sense. Yeah, you don't need a three, but I guess it's marketing. Well, it's like, is it ever a human there's... centipede if it has less than 100 appendages? You need at least 25 people, right? Maybe that's yeah. what it, the, the third one is. 25 people? No, it's like hundreds of people. It's a yeah. prison. Okay. Yeah, millipede. Yeah. You have to cram them really close together because a millipede is more like a compact thing. Well, I, I, well, well we are in part. fantasy, so let's stick to logic, shall we? Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't always like a meta film, but in this context, I think it works. It's. I mean, well, you it's. Don't uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think that if I'd uh, had more fun with this one and less fun with the first one, it's just mm. that's sort of the thing. Is Lawrence Harvey is great in this. I don't want to like shit on his performance at all, but Dieter Laser is like transcendently great <laughs> as a centipede maker making guy. Um, oh well, I. One, I I'm sorry, since we're not going to go over it on this podcast, I might as well spoil it. There's a scene where he's just like chasing somebody. He's chasing the centipede and it like climbs up the stairs and it leaves some blood and he just stops to like lick the blood off of one of the steps. Stairs. (laughs) And it's ass blood. So, (laughs) but uh, what what I love about the fact that it's meta is that it makes me want to see like the meta version of a lot of my favorite mad scientist movies. Like, you know, the, the, the garage version of Frankenstein and things like that, or the garage reanimator, just like how some fan would, cause you gotta remember, um, dear lasers character, the doctor Heiter in the first human centipede is an actual surgeon. This guy doesn't know what yeah. he's doing. Martin mm. <laughs> Martin's in there with, with like, you know, he empties out the kitchen drawers <laughs> looking for stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just kind of, yeah, the fascination with it. And, you know, the arguments could be made that it isn't that definitely not as good as the first one or whatever, or even not that great of a horror movie. But the fact that it's so low on IMDb tells me that people are actually revulsed by it, mm. like repulsed by it. Like this is it's not a matter of being poorly made. It's a matter of it perhaps being uh, achieving its goal too well and it, turning people off. It's It's sort of a thing where it feels like a parody of a movie that I would really love. But it like isn't that. It feels like um, <clears throat> I put in my notes that Bo is afraid is like kind of a better version of this. But oh, I mean, yeah. that's an understatement. Bo is afraid is actually one of my favorite movies, like ever that I've it's a ever seen. Movie. Yeah, it, is it really is three hours long, and I cannot wait to see it again. I don't think I've <laughs> ever said that about anything before. Um, yeah, I saw. I I did see it twice, but I also saw Babylon twice. Babylon, which one is that? Earlier this year, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Lots it really of, looked Robert, like it wanted Margot to be an Robbie, Oscar movie. It? Yeah, it looked like yes. it wanted to be an Oscar grab, but it's more close to a showgirls grab. It's like the closest <laughs> oh, man, thing it did to showgirls. You get arrested yeah. for a showgirls grab, especially in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's that level of high budget skis. I mean, I, I, I want to see that now. I should share how I actually watched this movie. Um, which, you know, I just decided I didn't want to probably watch it all at once. And that's in great part because of its reputation, right? Um, <laughs> hence the low IMDb. So I'd watch 15 minutes of this. And then I'd watch 15 minutes of Buster Keaton. And then 15 <laughs> minutes of this. And then like 15 minutes of Buster Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said, what if this was a Despicable Me live action movie and you just put minions into it? And that's I guess great. Fabulous grew. I guess I, I want to see all these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do the Buster Keaton thing because you, you just have to. You know, they're all on YouTube, right? Yeah. Just get Buster Keaton reaction shots. Just cut him in. Do <laughs> <laughs> stunts. Yeah, like 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 the centipede just misses him when it's falling over or something. He, and he then does... the baby gets squished under the gas pedal. Right. But it's like, like the for instance, The Lighthouse was my favorite movie of 2019. Yeah. I love black and white movies with people alone losing their shit in a room alone. It's just great farts in that one too. Hell yeah, <laughs> great, great lobster in that. Um, 
<laughs> lobster jokes, but basically, I'll, and masturbation too. Um, yeah, true. Basically, I think I need some more talking than this movie has <laughs> just to latch onto a little bit. I want to hear like every what everybody thinks is like the grossest part of this movie, like you what you felt with the grossest moment or most disturbing moment. Hmm. Um, I think the part oh. where he was cutting the knee off. To yeah. Me, for me, yeah. Uh, for me, it was the teeth. Busting oh, the guy's God. teeth out. I think that just is... because it's so... It's not that difficult to imagine it happening, you know? That part like, Some of the other is stuff boring. is very... Mm-hmm. It's so outlandish that I can't, like, picture it happening. True. Whereas the teeth bit, it's just like, ugh, I could feel it. Yeah. It's- think i'm a little like andrew that once we get to the last third of the film i'm basically thinking about how they did it more mm. so i i know that guy still has his teeth you know that's mm. uh, that didn't disturb so and, and maybe because it's not such an effect um i would just think of masturbating with uh sandpaper just uh, <laughs> fuck that don't fuck that excuse I, me <laughs> i had to i had to tell for that one i had to tell myself it is something fluffy that looks like sandpaper Okay. I, like, okay. I, See, I couldn't even deal with it give all the shit blood i was like okay i know how they did that i know the, the shit is delicious right but the, mm-hmm. the sand, it just didn't occur to me we're like we're looking at the little winky in the sandpaper i'm like no well <laughs> i love when he's outside with the van scene um because he just got done doing the barbed wire around his penis and so He's running around and it just is you know, a little nub there with all the. Oh yeah, that too. Of course. Sorry, Jay, funny. That, that was another erased it from my memory. Just remember the sandpaper. <laughs> I don't okay. think I noticed the barbed wire at all. So oh, are you kidding me? There's the a good close up of him putting now it on. Now that he mentioned it, <laughs> I I started to tune out at some point, and I think I just like missed it. Oh, that's great. Because I I start I'm trying to do less of. I'm trying to pause movies less when I take notes because. I tend to, it tends to just make everything take like forever. So I pause it. Oh, I don't need notes. I've seen this movie several times. <laughs> See, I just, I watched it with pretty full focus. I just split up the focus with Buster Keaton. So gotcha. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I just rewound to, um, pause to rewound to, um, figure out how many times they said fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I was even surprised. I'm like, I'm like not even five minutes in this movie. I'm already rewinding a bit. That's not, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well. So um, but, <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Again. Yeah. I like, I remember seeing it the first time thinking that this, the, the birth scene and then the, the baby immediately dying um, that bothered me. I mm. just was like, I think it was just very shocking, you know, of course, that was before I saw a Serbian film. Now I don't find it, you know, nearly as shocking. I actually didn't think a Serbian film was just dis- okay. Maybe a Serbian film is more disturbing than this, but I think there were moments in, in Serbian film where I was kind of like, I I thought that I took the newborn porn thing in Serbian film as like a a total joke fake scene. Oh, well, it looked very fake on be. purpose. I think they made yeah. it look shittier on purpose to I soften it, how gross it was. I thought it was supposed to be fake within the context of the film, but... Hey, Luke, um, we don't have to watch that one. I checked. Good. That, <laughs> that, I wouldn't well, recommend any. Yeah, that's one of those... It's well-made enough, but I think it is overstated how gross that is, and this maybe was understated. I yeah, know there's a movie called... There's a Spanish movie called Trauma that I think is actually worse than uh, Serbian film, but it all comes down to what you're. Right. But you know, um, talking about it with you all, um, uh, some of Human Centipede Two also makes me think of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Do any of you remember that one, or have you seen it you recently? No, I do. It's been a long, long time. Oh, no, did did I did we watch that when we were kids, Matt? Because we were like. 13 you're like i have this nc17 oh, right. videotapes so yeah. of course we watched it okay <laughs> yeah that's a rough bad, one. bad lieutenant oh yeah yeah not well, as good as bad lieutenant port of Thank- call new orleans no, port of <laughs> oh man i love that movie i hope that's that on movie the rules it's, it's not it's unfortunately not. um but the you thing about birthday. Uh, okay uh, i think a serbian film like it seems like it was designed specifically to make people talk about it in hushed tones like it was the worst thing they've ever seen and that makes me want to say it's not that bad because i i hate that shit (laughs) i just um yeah i i don't like people like like being the arbiter of their own like 
their own uh, legacy being like this is oh, the yeah. most that's no, part of like the cool thing about tom words, six right? is let tom six did this with his own he made his own movie <laughs> he sort of in a way is shitting on his own legacy with this movie which is kind of awesome like mm-hmm. i like his uh humility about it like if he was doing this if somebody else made human centipede and he made this it would hit differently but no in, in tom six mind um at least from what i remember he um he was like isn't this what horror fans want mm-hmm. you know i'm just giving them what they want which is gruesome horrifying things that's so I think the idea that anyone would hate it would be like, well, what are you talking about? I did all the things I'm supposed to do. What, <laughs> I'm, like what did I do wrong? End of, end of Evangelion. Yeah. <laughs> but except for in that case, uh, Hideaki Anno was actually trying to upset people because he was tired yeah. of getting hate mail. Yeah, Tom Six, <laughs> it seems like he and his sister really were just try to gross each other out. And that's kind of the where it all stems from, you know. But in terms of making horror movies, he thinks by his logic, he's giving the fans the type of violence that they want. But uh, I've talked to a lot of people that really don't like this one um, for all the screaming and just how long everything goes on. And you know, that the fact that it really has one kind of note to play, but mm. uh, I, um, I don't know. I enjoy it. It makes me think of other black and white underground movies that I enjoy, you know, body uh, Tetsuo being one of them, obviously and Eraserhead being yeah. one, but um, uh um, Thundercrack also being one because I think with the black and white when something really disturbing happens or really awful happens it's almost kind of shocking because black and white still I think for at least my generation means safety because it was old and it was before the times when people wanted to mess you up mm. hey Andrew I, I got if I remember correctly you do not want to watch the D-Day sequence from Saving Private Ryan um I saw the beginning I walked out and then I came back for the end and was like, what the, yeah, I don't care to revisit any of that. That That's what I find interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Want, you don't want to see that. Is it because it's too real or something? Whereas this is like so absurd. Well, it, it really did happen. And when I saw, when I went to see, I don't like war movies, uh, particularly violent war movies. They just bother me because I, I know that that stuff actually was happening. You know, there were no, cutaways there was no editing you know it, it was it, mm. and when i saw that private ryan there were two old men sitting behind me they were sobbing and you know it could have been because they thought it was hilarious and they're senile i don't know but um uh. it just it all really bothered me i didn't want to see it the only reason i went is because people kept telling me that it was one of the best movies ever made and i'm like you gotta be kidding me but um so i appreciate it how well it was done i just it's kind of like day of the dead um for different reasons but it's like day of the dead is so grim um that there's just it's unrelentingly grim and uh doesn't do yeah. it for me i have Reminds kind of a hard of, time with that one too day of the there day was a time day. when i was a young kid was watching tv um and it was boxing and i was like for whatever reason i was like oh i don't want to watch this this is unpleasant and i switched the channel and it was like uh some documentary about uh military airplanes and my uncle was next to me and he was saying but luke those two guys on the other station they're just athletes and they've agreed to get in that ring and it's sport. But these planes like killed people. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, there is something weird in our heads where, and it's, it's not an accident. They've done this deliberately. War is something that we just accept. That's like, Oh yeah, this is okay. This is the state sponsored violence. That's fine. This is all, mm-hmm. this is all fine. We're allowed. This is okay. We're meant to blow up these, these, you know, Brown people on the other side of the planet. That's Okay. But yeah, yeah. I don't think about it. Uh, think about all the kids that that saw um, that Mel Gibson Jesus movie. It's there's a reason why it's called Texas Chainsaw Jesus. Mm. It's literally like so gorily, you know, and realistically violent and brutal. Yet it's okay because oh no, it's it's Jesus. I, I mm-hmm. mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre barely has any violence. Yeah, for real. Uh, that's one of those funny things where the reputation of that preceded. I don't know if you were the same way, Andrew, because we came up about the same time, but like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Exorcist, I was afraid to watch both of those. I would watch anything, but I was afraid to watch those because the reputations were that they were so extreme. And then I watched them in my 20s or something. I was like, oh, 
these are great. They're also basically art films with don't have a whole lot of violence. Yeah. And Exorcist, I grew up with. I couldn't avoid it. But um, hmm. Texas Chainsaw, I think I made out with some girl during most of it. So it was like, nice. No. But, John Larroquette um, approves. Next generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I have uh, I have a question for everybody, like along these lines. Mm-hmm. Do you have? I am. I can watch movie violence endlessly, but I cannot watch like the Surgery Channel or Doctor Pimple Popper. Mm-mm. Do you have Ooh. one of those that that you like can't watch? Oh, when you can? I can't watch. Um, so I like sometimes I'll watch like you know, a compilation of people falling on their ass or people dropping things on the gym. I cannot watch someone like break their leg. Yeah. So yeah, like those like sports way. fail compilations. I'm just like, I can't watch it because there's going to be a broken leg and it's too generally, even in films, if a guy gets shot in the head, I'm completely desensitized to it. But when you see a character get like injured, like leg cut off, whatever, I think be- I can't imagine dying. You die, the lights go out. It's done. Right. Yeah. I can imagine breaking my arm, losing my arm, whatever. So it's much more this. I get more of a reaction to that. That bothers me too, Luke. Um, In the um, cocaine bear, a character gets a pretty gnarly broken wrist. Oh, see, I uh, have no problem with that because I know I'll be 100% rooting for the bear. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that is what you should be doing. And that's what the audience I saw with uh, all three times did. But um, Matt, did you answer this one yet? No, I was sitting here thinking the one that's kind of creeped me out the most, and this is because I was seven or eight years old, was a space battleship Yamato called Star Blazers in America and heavily mm. edited without all the sex and violence, unfortunately. But anyway, there's a scene where I, I guess he's an android floating through space and has to like jettison off his limbs. So he's just kind of sitting on the side of a spaceship with no limbs, right? And that mm. somehow disturbed me. That's kind of a little up. similar to Luke's. That's really fucked it, up. Um, it took me I forever still... to... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, I want to hear what you're going to say. It oh, took me I was going to say it took me forever to realize that this is a little bit of a tangent, but the basic premise of the film's being, which is a person trapped inside of somebody else's brain, absolutely fucking terrifies the shit out of me. Like, I can't even rewatch Get Out, even though it's a great movie, but I'm like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> Wait till you have a stroke and you're paralyzed, but uh, you're still... Uh. <laughs> um, I, uh, for me, as a kid, it was the show Cops. Like, mm. I, this one, we were, my family watched Cops when it was brand new, and I started sh- just shaking, and I felt sick to my stomach. I just could not handle um, the what the police were doing. But um, now, in terms of childhood things, uh, Superman 3, the lady that gets turned into the robot, I can't... Oh, I think I you mentioned oh. that to us before. Yeah, okay. that really, like, even now as an adult... I've gone back and watched things that just used to like, I would have nightmares about having to see it. Mm. Um, but the Superman three, I, I will periodically just look up pictures from it on Google being like, I could do this. Nope. Phantoms. No. Me on the early yes. One. When I was a kid, we don't think we had cops in the UK, but anytime it showed battlefields or like war scenes on the news, I hated watching it. Yeah. See, I can't do any of that in the, the faces of death movies, which were the ones that had the reputation when I was a kid, not as much of a, Texas Chainsaw and, and Exorcist, who was the, the face of death. You watch them eventually and you're like, okay, well, this is horribly, terribly fake for the most part. All the stuff that they had to, you know, that, that were staged. But cut in with that, there are actual crime scene and newsreels and things like that. And they're horrible. You the, know? the monkey thing still upsets me, even if that is fake. Probably. Yeah, it's totally fake. I hope it's fake. Okay, good. Um, and the, the turtle from Cannibal Holocaust obviously is not fake, but it's, you know, yeah, that's why I have the, yeah. the Blu-ray of Cannibal Holocaust has a cruelty-free version you can watch as an option that does not have the animal killing yeah. in it. Slides through. All right, cool. Yeah, but you still have the disc of the cruel version anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I mean, you can cho- you can choose yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, you give I it to your um, your in-laws as a present mm-hmm. for Christmas. The worst uh, that's I, just I, reminded I, me, um, many years ago with an ex-girlfriend, we were watching, at the time, watching Game of Thrones. Um, but we also had the film Life of Pi, and her mum wanted to watch it. So we gave her the case of Life of Pi, and I guess she just put it in and started watching it, not realizing that we'd left disc one of Game of Thrones in there. So she puts on Life of Pi, and then the first thing she's seeing is these decapitations. <laughs> <and then laughs> well, at least it's not train spotting. And you're <laughs> right. This was a huge mistake. I don't know if anyone can see it. On record store day, I walked three and a half miles to get... Cannibal Holocaust uh, vinyl soundtrack, right? 
Mm-hmm. When I get it home and play it, I'm disturbed to shit. The mm-hmm. worst thing about that movie, apparently, is the music. <laughs> like, ah. like, oh god, is uh, you you they call it buyer's remorse, I think it is. <laughs> Campbell's um, remorse. Let, that let music me sh- is shift the scene a little bit here. Uh Human Centipede 2, final sequence, full sequence, excuse me. Is it the um is it a film or is it filth? I just say filth, but <laughs> it's definitely filth. But it's more of a film than its reputation would suggest. I've it's seen very much well worse. made filth. Yeah, <laughs> it's filth. better made than a Serbian film. To be oh, you have a vote for film. Uh, mine's <laughs> going to go kind of along with 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 Luke's. Like again, once you start putting the absurdist comedy lens on it, um, it starts to work. But if I really want that version of comedy i'll put on another filthy film uh freddie got fingered that that's kind of my speed for this sort of thing right <laughs> i love <Okay>. that movie <laughs> please don't but, tell me that's on the bottom list God, it's I not that. i wish it was so we could talk about it but it's not yeah. um, <laughs> um your birthday i do have i do have a, a, a review a 10 star review um, but before that i have a question um oh, yeah. andrew i guess you're technically the guest well me matt and mark are the you know um the, pe- the regulars the people so okay. you get you get to answer this one you're making a human centipede of the three of us what order do we go oh that's super easy man um i think that uh matthew would be the the head of it because he's you know does all the talking for the most part and stuff on all the podcasts it's his idea right. and then me being a close childhood friend of his i would have to no i would no I you're, not, you're not in the center you're not in the centipede oh. you're the detail laser oh the three of you then okay yeah. well i guess mark would have to be next because he would be the next closest and then uh luke would need to be at the end because um i would then train you all to stand up right and i think oh, okay probably balance <laughs> well, it out the best mark could stretch that middle you know yeah, at saying? least I get to shit into someone's mouth. <laughs> well, you get the best of both. The best position in the three person <laughs> is the middle. I don't have to keep the shit, and I don't have to shit on the floor. No, no, you you could just I you could because if you remember in the movie, one in the uh, one will die, and the other ones can move. You know, but I think uh, one did... centipede will one centipede shall stand, one centipede shall fall. Yeah, but the one in the middle it gets all the benefits and has to do very little work if you think about it. So there you are, Mark. See, I'd have thought I should go at the front because the other two are clean shaven. No, that's part of the. Uh, that's, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's no, that's part of the. They probably I'm shave you. I mean, Mark's <laughs> no. going to get tickled from behind. <laughs> you know, but I don't, I've, I've seen Matt's butt. I don't think it's particularly hairy, so he's not getting tickled at the front. Mm. Well, oh, man, but, I have bad I news mean, for you. Too much of a good thing is no. <laughs> okay, we're running a little low on time, so let me give you that ten star review. Um, okay, it's it's a masterpiece, Mister Ryan. Fifteen. I was really disappointed with the first Human Centipede. This one, however, lives up to the hype. If you do not like sick movies, this film is not for you. This film deserves ten stars because it only exists to sicken the audience, which it does very well. I only mention that because over half of the negative reviews of this movie only say that this movie is sick. Lawrence R. Harvey played his role so well. So well, you'd think he'd be like that in real life. This is not a (laughs) film to watch to see a good plot and character development. You only watch this movie if you like disgusting or gory films or to be shocked. It is definitely one of the nastier films out there. And it is better than films like August Underground's Mordom and Slaughtered Vomit Dolls because oh, it is a well-made film. I'd say see it if you're interested in it. 28 out of 47 found it helpful. So I don't, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. pretty much truth. If you want, if you want it, then it's, then this is what you want, I guess. It sounded like that person got out of it what Tom Six intended to, which was here. Mm. Here's your horror right mm. here. Um, I'm in agreement with it. I absolutely think so. If you want to know what Lawrence Harvey is like in real life, there's a scene in Human Centipede 2 where he's trying to get like a almost like a twisted symphony conductor to getting to get the whole thing to shit. And he's going <laughs> doing blowing the raspberry a lot. That's pretty much Lawrence Harvey. <laughs> it might have been yes. his idea to do that. Check out the film BFF Girls where he voices a cat that gets a boner. Right. I think you can still get that on Arrow. It probably is on Arrow. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you could find it somewhere else. But yeah, I think Arrow has it up in an official capacity. It's only like 12 minutes long. So, you know, 
if you like Sailor Moon and you think it would be funny if Sailor Moon was like a, a parody of Sailor Moon, <laughs> then give it, mm -hmm. give it a watch. I think that, that just is a parody. Thanks. So, uh, Andrew, where, where can we find your movies? Uh, Gonzorific.com, G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. Uh, we currently have for sale the movies Jugsaw, which is our 2022 mixtape. And the old good space boobs in space. Um, one out of ten on IMDb. I, I thought it would surely end up on this list and not here. Uh, the list required ten thousand votes. So oh well. If, so if get, get cracking. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. on yeah. Amazon long enough. Um, but it did put some some quit your job money in my pocket while it was. Um, but yeah, so those are the things out. And yes, I'm currently working on a book uh, tentatively titled Everybody's that I'm. Hoping we'll be out by the end of the year. Okay, Mark, are you doing the thing now? Who does the thing now? I could do the thing today. Oh, all you can find thing. a you can find us on patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. You'd throw us a few dollars for hosting, maybe find some outtakes there. We really appreciate it. And we're just trying to keep the lights on at, at our podcasting studios homes. At Several our home studios, we have check out our other fine fine podcasts. Hyrule Field Report for a field report on Hyrule. Time Enough Podcast for a podcast about the Twilight Zone. Um, occult Disney for your occult Disney desires. <laughs> I didn't say needs. <laughs> <laughs> game Game Show. Luke loves Pokemon for Luke loving Pokemon, um, and. Uh, prison in prison in prison of the prisoner prison cast. That's finished now. You can hear the whole thing if you want to. Yeah, oh, you can gosh. hear the whole thing. There's a there's I, it's a, a full conclusion. sequence, full sequence of the prison. Well, I got it. That's that's the third one, isn't it? <laughs> I, I should have taken notes. Got one comment. Uh, the 2001 space travesty episode. No one had seen. Um, wrongfully accused. I think I, I might. I think I might have. I wasn't sure. Wrongfully I've seen accused. The train break. Okay. Okay. Well, there's the 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 fishing shop bit. I love Wrongfully Accused. Dracula Dead and Loving It. And Wrongfully Accused. I watch a lot. And Mr. Magoo, I like it a lot too. But Wrongfully Accused. There were a few of you who hadn't seen it at all. I'm like, y'all got to watch that movie. That's a great one. That is a great. Well, one. We we were stuck with Stan Helsing two weeks ago. Well, hmm. Wrongfully Accused. I, when you get, to I, it. I know Mark and Luke are looking at me weird because that episode's not recorded yet. I'm but. not. I know what. I know your that. game, Matt. We know what. <laughs> no, you're Dracula. Doing. Dracula Dead and Loving It is one of my kids' favorite movies. Like she's seen it a lot. And um uh but yeah, wrongfully accused has some I was so glad Luke mentioned the train because I was like, right, it's so good. But there, yeah, it has a lot of really good stuff in it. The part the part at the end of Dracula Dead and Loving It where Renfield just draws a smiley face in the ashes is definitely one of my favorite things. There's a number of I mean, I like it more now than I ever did, and it's not because I've seen it upwards of 18 times. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> to okay. revisit that i'm gonna go go find out what's in my kitchen drawers i guess i don't know okay go find out what's in your kitchen drawers i'm gonna go eat some ass but in like a consensual way <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go eat some ocean spray snacks and pretend that it's ass human <laughs> centipede but it shit instead i think that's a misnomer <laughs> <laughs> Before the flood, 
What's without is not what you do. TVs flicker on the blue lotus leaf in this lucidity long before the day our fossils be bound to find a way. I will show you evolution. Plains of the rosy bomb, my circus dance to be bomb. On sky plains of the rosy bomb, my circus dance to be bomb. On sky plains of the rosy bomb, my circus dance to be bomb. On sky plains of the rosy bomb, my circus dance to 